This is Dr. Rosie Kuhn, and this podcast series is called Spiritual Immersion, Taking the Plunge. And the intention, I say this every week, and I try to, or every podcast, and I try to mix it up so that you get that this is not about a deep, dark um, jump or leap into the abyssness of our soul's work, but that we have an opportunity to take it as slowly as possible on our terms to dip our water, our water, dip our toes in the water of spirituality, in the spirituality of our making, in a sense of what are, are the qualities of spiritual relationship that we, each of us are looking to have and to experience in our life. The, um, the duality of sensuality, spirituality, quality, uh, all of those things are our experiences, the qualities of being that we cultivate within ourselves. So spirituality, sexuality, sensuality, they're all these qualities of being that are either inherent in us or those that we cultivate and develop. One of the challenges of the work uh, of being in a human body as a spiritual being is that Quite often, we've come into this particular lifetime with tons of experience, <laughs> past life experiences, or traumas that we've carried from ancestors, or their own experiences, or multiple levels, multi-dimensionals, parallel lives, all these um, transpersonal or tr- metaphysical elements of life that we don't take into consideration. And so, quite often, um, We'll ha- I'll have clients that says that say, hey, I can't change that belief because everything in my being tells me that that experience is true. And in a sense, that ex- because I had that experience, uh, that betrayal or abandonment or that level of mistrust, it all comes down to betrayal or abandonment or rejection, basically, or death because of all of that. It's like, we've all had that experience. And my one client, I'll call her um, Meredith, and I make this these names up all the time. But Meredith says, I had this experience over and over again. So that tells me that I have every right to believe that I am going to be betrayed or abandoned or rejected and die because of the situation. And it's like the chicken and the egg, <laughs> which comes first. So as Meredith is cultivating awareness, she's able to see that she's also, along with all these experiences, have she's carried with her a, a focus of belief. And that belief for her is truth. Not absolute truth, but her truth, the um, relative truth to the exper- certain experiences. So she says, uh, those experiences are true. And I believe that this is true, that I will be abandoned or rejected or betrayed. And here's all the evidence that proves that it makes sense. I'm going to keep that belief. At some point, we go, wait a second. What, what if your beliefs that you've been carrying actually keeps recreating the circumstances over and over again of betrayal, abandonment, and rejection, and death? Now, death is inevitable, but how we perceive our death, how we choose to die, all of that is up for grabs. We can make different choices about that. That, again, is a belief <laughs> that is something that is like the chicken and the egg. Most people, a lot of di- people die being sick. A lot of people die in the hospital. A lot of people die um, in agony and suffering. And so we go, 
when you die, you're going to be in agony and suffering. That's not true. That's just the perception of that. I believe that if I choose to, I can die peacefully. I can die in my sleep. I can die healthy and vital and fulfilled with no pain and no suffering and no disease. I truly believe that. And so that's the, that's the opportunity. This is the opportunity for me to practice living into that, regardless, regardless of the outcome. And as I do that, I become more aware of the evidence of my health and my vitality. I keep making, creating new opportunities to get healthier and, and more vital and more fulfilled. And regardless of how I die, I am not in a fear state, fear-based state that causes stress and causes cortisols and adrenalines and the fear-based stresses to, to play havoc, wreak havoc on my um, immune system. So I'm creating more peace in my system. I'm creating more health in my system by thinking happy thoughts and fulfillment thoughts and thoughts of well-being versus thoughts of, of um, decay, disease, decline, all those things. So it's really up to us. And so back to this, is it the chicken or the egg? And um, over and over, I, I'm given opportunities to look at the situation and see wrong, bad, fear, you know, wrong, comma, bad, comma, I should be afraid, comma, there's sickness to be had, comma, there's accidents that can happen, comma. I can see all of these things as possibilities, which they are, they're possibilities. And I choose not to focus on that, but to focus on well-being, health, balance, nutrition, supplements, but supplements, all of this supplementing the fulfillment of what I'm off, off to as opposed to fear-based. So I mentioned a few podcasts ago that a friend of mine um, inadvertently had an accident, fell down, broke her leg. She's 79 years old. Now, um, a lot of people fall down. <laughs> a lot of people fall down. No matter how old you are, you're going to fall down. And she happened to be 79. She happened to break her leg. She happened to need surgery and a screw in there and all the rest of it. And in the process of being aware of her accident, I could see all the ways that my mind played out. Oh my God, I could fall down. Oh my God, I could have that suffering. Oh my God, I could be alone in this. Oh my God, the oh my God, the OMG-ness that's possible and a potential in life. But that's a potential. So as as much a potential or how as little a potential as um, never falling down, never breaking a leg, never getting into a place where I have to have surgery, never having to go back to a hospital ever again, that's as much a possibility as getting sick. But our, uh, if you've, if you're, you may be aware that I did a whole series of podcasts called Aging Like a Guru, Who Me? And uh, in that podcast, I talk about these things of how, where do we place our emphasis? Where do we place our thoughts? Where do we think? How do we think about those things? How do we think about aging? It's like most of us plan on in our, in our heads, we're going to end up in um, in some healthcare system. And we, we quite often think the worst. Now, if you, it's like where you put your energy is, is what occurs. Where you put your focus and intention, that's what occurs. So it's the same 
principle here that I'm talking about, but but being clear about, okay, I had all these experiences, or my mother ended up in the in a in a um, senior care home or has Alzheimer's. Um, my you know family has this in this in their system, and I most likely have it. Well, that's not even true that you most likely have it. You have the potentiality of it, but you also have the potentiality of not going in that direction at all. So it's really a matter of paying attention to where, how you think about these things. Um, I mentioned in the last podcast that I, I keep fish. I'm a fish keeper and I've got two small aquariums and things happen. And how I believe... (laughs) how I look at and perceive and interpret the situation and myself in relation to these fish, it creates a reality. And so I'm practicing as a spiritual practice to be mindful of how are, what are my thoughts about this situation and these, these fish and how is that contributing to the outcome? And many people would say, oh, it doesn't, you're crazy. They're just fish. Uh, and the other is like, no, no, you're, you're actually imposing thoughts, negative or positive, on the environment that these fish live in. So, for instance, I have a, I have a beautiful betta fish. I just love them. And uh, there's a perception that, you know, when you get a, a betta, you get them in a small jar. And there's a perception that he could live in a small jar and live happily. Well, that's not necessarily true because even though they come in a small jar they want as much expansiveness as any other fish. Um, and the way we perceive it then is the way we create the reality. So some people will say, oh, I can just keep them in this little jar forever until he dies and he'll prob- most likely die sooner than later. That's a perception, right? Or I can put him in a gallon container, a gallon aquarium, and um, he could be happy there or a five gallon or a 10 gallon or a 25 gallon. And so there's all these perceptions of what people say are, you know, the requirements for keeping a betta fish. And so I bought a five gallon and it's really a beautiful little, little aquarium and, um, and he's really happy, but there's a projection I keep making. I go, oh my God, he's not happy. Or there's nothing, no reason for me to think he's unhappy, but just to go, oh, it's such a small aquarium. He can't be happy. He's going to get bored. He's going to start nipping at his fins. He's going to get fin rot. Then he's going to get sick and then he's going to (laughs) die. Now, that's a happy little story that I carry in my head every time I look at my little betta fish. Like, that's not why I got betta so I can, or any fish. I, I didn't get fish so that I could have this scenario of this unhappy ending for this poor little guy but to um to really learn how to find a balance between what makes sense and what I want in this for for this fish in terms of thriving and enjoying the company of this beautiful being underwater that I get to to enjoy and he's a very personable fish he'll he'll now he's only with many like three weeks but he'll eat out little pellets out of my hand that kind of stuff it's pretty cool so I can see it as oh it's too small he's going to be unhappy and he's going to have a tragic ending or I can go no I'm really doing a great thing he gets this beautiful aquarium he gets some companions and he's he's doing great he's doing great so how I see that is a choice and so more and more, I'm getting mindful of how I choose to see everything, whether it's my dog or my cat. I don't have a cat, <laughs> a 
But if I had a cat, how I'd see it. How I perceive my money situation, how I perceive my, my books, my clients, myself, and all the world. So be mindful of, of whether you're looking at your experience as evidence of your beliefs or whether you can begin to go, okay, I've created these beliefs and here's the evidence that those beliefs are still in place. And I want to change those beliefs. And so you can begin to do that. So um, there's a lot of books. I have a lot of books that can be very supportive in you doing that. But one particular book, Self-Empowerment 101, is a great, a great one. Uh, and there's a lot of people on, um, on YouTubes and other you know, videos and podcasts that can support you in that. But also you might be interested in getting yourself a coach um, a spiritual coach or transformational coach or coach that can really talk about you in this process, not just a life coach, but a transformational coach that can support you in greater capacities. So I'm one of those coaches. And if you have any interest in talking to me about the possibility of coaching with me, I would love that. And you can reach me at rosie at theparadigmshifts.com. That's, uh, and my website is theparadigmshifts.com. And uh, I also have a new book out called I've Arrived. Well, sort of. It's 101 discoveries and revelations I've stumbled upon while on the sacred path to who knows where. Yes, it's a very long title, but it says it all. So check that out at Amazon or Barnes and Nobles, Nobles or any other bookstore online uh, or your local bookstore. Just ask to order it. That's pretty much it for now. We're uh, close to the uh, 100th podcast, so um, we'll see how this all ends in the next couple of podcasts. All right, big hugs to you. Blessings. Bye for now. Mm -hmm.